0: of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the word together.
1: Heaven and earth has been contaminated with sin and the devil. In Job, we're told, and I'll I'll put it up on the screen, where, remember, it says, now there was a day when the sons of God, those are the angels, uh, good angels, bad angels, the sons of God, uh, came to present themselves before who? the Lord. And Satan also came among them, and the Lord said to Satan, now this is a heavenly scene, right? They're in heaven, talking in heaven. So, so here's the Lord. He tells Satan, where have you been? And from where do you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the what? On the earth and walking back and forth on the earth so the earth is contaminated but even heaven in this this one scripture this passage right here we see even heaven itself is tainted there's going to be a new heaven a new earth a place where where evil sin and also the devil has never trodden it's never been there before it, it's not tainted pastor chuck smith used an illustration it, it kind of stuck with me that if you ever had a container in the fridge that, let's say, you use it for orange juice or lemonade, and, and you keep using it time after time, you put it in the fridge, and what happens is that plastic kind of takes on that flavor of the orange juice. And so if you use it for water and you pour water, it's tainted. You're like, oh, that's, well, what's in there? It's, it's, it's supposed to be water, but, it, but it's tainted. The new heaven and new earth will not be tainted. Guys, there will be no evil. It'll be a holy place. No more flesh to contend with. No more temptation to contend with. Everything is made brand new. I'm looking forward to that place. I don't know about you. We see in the Old Testament even, Isaiah the prophet writing, the Lord speaking here says, behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth. This is in the Old Testament, talking about this new heaven and new earth. And the former shall not be remembered or come to mind But be glad and rejoice forever, what I create. It gives us a little clue here. We're going to be glad. We're going to rejoice. You notice it says forever in what I create. Uh, The word in here, create, the Hebrew word, most of you know it, is bara. Bara. Only God can make something out of nothing. Bara means making something out of absolutely nothing. We see it the first time in Genesis 1.1, where it says, God created bara, the heavens and the earth, out of nothing. Do you realize that? Listen, even in our life, he can do that, make something out of nothing. I know with myself, I'll think about, oh, well, that can't work. And then I can come up with a, a, like a different reasons. Well, that's not going to work because of this, and because of that, and because of that, and because nope, of that. No, that's not going to work. But then if you factor, but God, he can do whatever he wants, right? He's the only one that can create something out of absolutely nothing. And he can do that in our lives. Don't limit what he can do in your life. He can do whatever he wants. Lord, help us with that. What does Proverbs tell us? 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean what? Not (laughs) Not on your own understanding. Do you guys have a hard time with that? And God knows we have a hard time with that. So we ask him, please, Lord, help me to walk by faith and not by sight. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path, my path, our path. He will do it. Amen? Amen. But Barah, for behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing and her people a joy. So here we see this new heaven and new earth spoken about there in Isaiah 65. But with this, I want to say that God is a great creator, but the devil is a destroyer. He wants to destroy marriages. He wants to destroy families. He wants to destroy. That's what he does. He's a deceiver and a destroyer. He's a liar. And he's the father of lies. Do not let him destroy your family. Do not let him destroy your marriage. If you're married, do not let him destroy your life. He's been doing this for a long time. He's very crafty. We need to stay in the word of God. We need to know what God has to say. And we need to follow him in the direction of his Holy Spirit because Satan wants to destroy us and he wants to hurt us. But he can't, listen, he cannot touch you. He cannot touch me if you have the Holy Spirit living in you because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Don't be lied to. But don't allow sin to take over your life. Don't allow your past things that you were involved in to come back into your life. God has created us with choice. We have to, we need to make a choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And that, listen, that's every day. There's been times, you know, after three services, it's like, wow, God is moving and people giving their lives to Christ. And you're just like, wow, this is so awesome watching the Lord work. And then I can go outside and somebody cuts me off and I'm screaming at them or something. I mean, it's just that, I can, I can go like that, a snap of a finger. Just boom, It's I'm in the flesh. And I'm yelling, they go, Pastor, is that you? I say, hey, hi. <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but you cut me off. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I pray you know that. He's doing an awful good job right now, Satan, that is, destroying and deceiving this nation, and now even around the world. Take the Bible out of school. Take prayer out of school. This is what you get. Teach the the kids in the university there is no God. Guys, our future, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, it's very scary watching these young kids grow up not believing in God, and they're going to run our country, and they're even starting to run our country today. Lord, help us. Satan is a destroyer. Don't allow him to. You have authority. You have, by the power of the Holy Spirit, You don't have to allow him to destroy your life, your family, your marriage, whatever it is, don't allow it. He wants to deceive you. Don't let him deceive you. Did you guys see this? School defends Satan Club that promotes critical thinking in the elementary school. A school district in Northwest Illinois is defending an elementary school after flyers, promoting an after school Satan Club surfaced. According to the photo of the flyer, the social media and the club at this Jane Adams Elementary, goes on and on. That uh, So they're, they, they're talking about, if you read their flyer, um, they're saying, oh yeah, we have projects. We have arts and crafts. And so this is elementary school. And you might say, listen, you, you might say this, well, we, we have a freedom to do what we want. We're in a free country. Well, let me tell you this. Yeah, we have a freedom to do what's right, not what's wrong. That's wrong. Charlie Kirk texted me that this morning. And pray for Charlie Kirk, because he is doing an awesome job with these young kids. Amen? Amen? Most of you probably know this, but as we talk about heaven, I hope you realize that the Bible teaches us, tells us, that there's three different places that are referred to as heaven. The first one is the sky or the clouds. Genesis 1 says, and God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament, the sky of the what? Heavens. The birds fly in the clouds and that's, that's the first layer of heaven, if you will, according to the Bible. Second one is the universe. So we have, and I consider, eight, uh, Psalm 8:3. it says, when I consider your, can we say it together? Heavens. The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars. So the moon, the stars, the sun, that's all considered the second level of heaven, if you will, which you have ordained. God has ordained it. So then you have the third, where God dwells. Paul the Apostle talks about that. Uh, Paul the Apostle was stoned different times. He was beaten. And probably one of the times when they thought he was dead, he probably had this experience. And I believe he's talking about himself. 2 Corinthians 12.2, he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body or I do not know, whether out of the body, I do not know, God knows such a one was caught up to the, can we say that together? Amen. The third heaven. That's where God dwells. And he says, I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, how he was caught up into what? that That's where we get paradise. Some people call Hawaii paradise or wherever. It's like, no, 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 that's not paradise. This is the real paradise where God dwells. And heard, listen to this, Can we say that word? Inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to even utter. Paul the apostle was not short on words, as you know if you read your New Testament. He was very eloquent. He said, the things that I saw, the things that I heard, I can't even put into words. That's where God dwells. Amen? But the good thing is that we will see God. We can ask him questions. I personally think I'll be just in awe of him. I don't know if I'm going to have a lot of questions. I'm just going to be, wow. There's a real place called heaven, but also there's going to be a new heaven. I'm going to also talk about, I personally believe, and I'm going to show you scripture why I believe this. I know friends of mine, they'll, they'll teach that that when it says when God is going to bring a new heaven, a new earth, they believe it's just the sky is going to be different. Others say, well, no, 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 it's, it's just probably just the, the, the sky, the earth, and the universe, he'll probably make a new universe. I personally believe that, and scripturally, it's also going to be the third heaven is going to be brand new. One reason right off the bat I think about is the fact that God is, we're going to see, he's going to dwell with us. He's not going to dwell in that place anymore. He's going to dwell with us, God the Father, and I'm going to show you that. In the millennial kingdom, we see Jesus Christ ruling and reigning on the throne for a thousand years, but I can't find anywhere where you see God the Father dwelling there during the millennial, millennial kingdom, but we do see him in the new heaven and the new earth with Jesus Christ. And we're going to, I want to show you that because I believe it's good for us to know what does the scripture say? Not my opinion, not what I think, but what does the scripture say? So here we are and it says, he, that's God who sat on the throne said, behold, I make, what? All things things new. If God says he's making all things new, the one that sits on the throne, I'm going to take him at his word. He's going to make all things new, not just the sky, not just the universe. He's going to make everything new, even the third heaven. And he said to me, "Right, for these words are can we say that yes. true and faithful." In other words, I'm not. Another, I believe what it is that when you when you read that, when you hear that, you're like, "There's no way that can't be true." I mean, God Himself is going to dwell from on a throne, and He's going to be there, and that that's why this is there. He's like, "No, He he'll, he'll be there." You might say, "Well, Pastor, I, I was told that we won't really see God, and and uh, how's that going to work?" Well, let me let me just do what I can here chapter 21 we'll be looking at this and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be excuse me this is this is the same chapter I'm sorry 21 3 verse 3 and they they shall be his people God himself will be with them and be can we say that together this is the best thing about this, God himself. And you might say, well, okay, maybe it's talking about Jesus because Jesus is God, right? You're absolutely right. God the Son. So maybe it's talking about Jesus. And if you're a theologian or if you study scripture, that's a very good thought. But the next chapter I think this makes it clear. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal proceeding from, can we say this, the throne of God and of the and, the and of the lamb. God the Father Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, water of life, is going to proceed from their thrones there in this new heaven and this new earth. That's pretty awesome, huh? God is a creator of new things, good things. Satan is a destroyer, as I mentioned. When I was around, I think I was, was 13 years old, I worked at a catering company. I had actually two jobs at 13 years old. Interesting, but um, worked two jobs. But uh, there was a, a gentleman or a guy that was there with me working there. He was a senior. Here I'm only 13 years old. He was one of those, quote, cool kids. He was in a band, you know, and so he, you know, rock band and all, and he would party and do drugs and drink and all the crazy stuff and all that stuff was going on. But uh, I was working late, I'm assuming like one in the morning, two in the morning, whatever it was. And uh, so he asked me if I wanted a ride home, and I said, yeah, sure. He said, So he said, okay, so he gave me a ride home. So I'm in the car. Look, listen to what he did. uh, It just stuck in my mind. But as he's driving me home, he goes to the corner house, and he goes up the curb, and he goes on the grass, and he started spinning his wheels, tearing up the grass. And if that was bad enough, listen to this. He went to the next house, and the next house, and the next house. We went for blocks, and he's tearing. I'm going, what are you doing? He's laughing like a crazy man. I'm like, get me out of here. This guy's crazy. And he's just de- destroying the, the lawns. And I'm thinking while he's doing that, I read about you in the paper. I didn't know that was you. <laughs> this was like a thing that he liked to do. And I say, I say that to say, that's what Satan does. He destroys. I never took a ride uh, home after that with this guy anymore. So at least I was smart enough to do that. I don't have a clock here or anything, so I don't know. You guys are in trouble. <laughs> As I mentioned at the beginning, God is doing a new thing. We're truly blessed to, to see what God's doing. He's doing far more exceedingly abundantly than we can ever ask or think of. He's, he's at work. Don't miss out on what he's doing in your life. We have a promise, again, if God opens a door, nobody, nobody can shut that door. I can guarantee you, God opened a door, and nobody's able to shut a door that God opens. He's in control. He's on the throne. One of the best verses I can think of going with all this is in Isaiah 43, 19. It says, behold, I do a, can we say it together? A new thing. And the theologians here will say, well, pastor, that's talking about the millennial kingdom and so you can't, no, I get it. It's talking about the millennial kingdom. Don't, I'm not, I get it. But we have a word of God that's living and that's what God's doing right now. He's doing a new thing. And it says, now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? My question is, is, again, those that are, have a problem with change and all of that, and, and, and God wants you to know what he's doing. Shall you not know it? It's talking about the millennial kingdom, and it's like you, God is going to do a new thing. He's going to bring uh, streams in the desert. He's going to bring roads in the wilderness. In other words, it's going to be totally impossible, but only God can do that. And don't you know it? my question my challenge to every one of us as believers in jesus christ do you know that god can do whatever he wants but my challenge to you are you allowing him to do whatever he wants in your life personally if you told me 30 years ago i would be a pastor of a church and i would say you're absolutely crazy but i can say this god can do whatever he wants And if you allow him, listen, if you allow him to be in control of your life, he'll do far more exceedingly abundantly than you can even ask or think of. And it's not, listen, it's not going to be of you. Because if it's of you, you'll get the glory. God doesn't want you to get the glory. God wants the glory. I can stand up here and say, this has nothing to do with me and nothing to do with anybody here. We've got a great administrator, Brenda Garcia. We've got a great worship leader, Larry Garcia. We've got, you, you name it, every time. I don't want to start naming names because someone's like, you didn't mention my name, Pastor. I'm sorry. So I got to stop there because I'll be up here for an hour naming names. So, But I'm saying it's not any of them. It's not any of us. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Amen? Amen. As we talk about new things, as we wind this down, another verse comes to mind. You know it well. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a what? New creation. New creation. Let's slow down with this. I've seen this many times. It says, old things have passed away. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he wants the old things to pass away. He wants to do a new thing in your life, in my life, old things. But listen, we have to turn from those old things. We have to give them those old things. We have to confess it to him. Confession means say the same as. Don't make excuses. Don't tell God why you can't stop doing what you're doing if it's not of him. Don't just say the same as he's saying. God, you say it's sin Forgive me. It's sin. I give it to you. May this pass away from me. May you take this away. And may you continue to do a new thing in my life. Day by day. Hour by hour. Minute by minute. He's God. He can do whatever he wants. But we need to surrender to his lordship. What did Jesus Christ say in the garden before he went to the cross? Not my will, but your will be done. He said, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. And I believe what he was saying. If there's any other way to save mankind, do it another way. But he says, nevertheless, not my will. Your will be done, Lord. And I can stand up here and say, yeah, it's scary sometimes when he stretches us. It's scary sometimes when we're out of our comfort zone. But that's what faith is all about. You're not called. I'm not called to walk by sight. You and I are called to walk by faith. Amen. I know I told this story last Sunday, but I just want to bring it up again. Because we have Mike and Cindy here. It's just a powerful story just to kind of remind ourselves that God is in control. Mike and Cindy, they they own a uh, two tile stores and they, they emailed us, said, hey, we go to your church. We have two tile stores. If you guys need anything, let us know, blah, blah, blah. And, and we already ordered the tile like months ago. So we said, no, we're good. But thank you. Maybe if we do the new build out, you know, that'd be great. And thank you for asking. And So all that happens. I kid you not. So I, like, next morning, this is the nighttime. Next morning, I come here, talk to the contractor. And they says, guess what? I go, what? He goes, we have no tile. Go, what do you mean you have no tile? We ordered it months ago well, we thought it'd be in stock. They have nothing in stock. I go, which one? He goes, all the, all the different ones. I go, they have no stock of any of them? No, we don't have it. He says, well, we have the, the, the installers, you know, scheduled to put it in, but we have no tile to put it in. So guess what? We showed up at Mike and Cindy's store and says, hey, uh, I know we said we didn't need anything, but I, yeah, we do. And we showed them what we were wanting and they were able to figure out, you know, something either the same or r- real close to what we wanted, and they had it there like how many like the two days later or something, ready for the installers. It was it, and then they insist, no, pastor, we're not going to charge you. We're donating all that to the church. But again, it's not, it's not them. It's not us. It's, it's just watching the hand of the Lord step by step. That's just one story that, that I'm sharing with you. But it's awesome to see the hand of God. And it's not fun when you're stretched. But listen, it's necessary. Can I encourage you? Please let God make changes. Don't get stuck in patterns. Don't say, well, He's always done it this way well, then your walk will be stagnant. Allow him to change you because the Bible says that he's changing each one of us as believers from glory to greater glory. Now, all things are of God. God owns everything. Who has reconciled us to himself. Has he reconciled? The word reconciliation or being reconciled means back in favor with God because sin brought separation from mankind. We're back. We're reconciled to him through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of what? That means that every one of you myself included, we have a ministry. And what is it? To reconcile people back to God? To tell them, you know what? You can have favor with God again. I said, what do you mean? I don't believe in him. Well, he believes in you. He created you. And sin separates you from a holy God. And you can be reconciled. You can have favor with God if you give your sin to him and believe that Jesus Christ died for that sin. And he'll take the sin away and he'll give you his holiness, his Holy Spirit to live in you. And he'll give you eternal life. And your future will be very bright. That's our ministry, guys. That is that God was in Christ, working together, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. Guys, another thing I would love to make sure you understand that, that word imputing means add to your account. It's an accounting uh, word, meaning that he's not adding your sin and trespasses to your spiritual account. Is that just mind-boggling? But pastor, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I, I, I've been doing. But give it to him. He'll, he'll take it away from you. And it won't be counted on your spiritual account. When You see, we looked at the white throne judgment. Those that are not believers in Jesus Christ, they're going to be judged on their, their bad works and, their, and what they did. But we're, our judgment's totally different. It won't be sin that we're going to be judged for. Jesus Christ took the penalty for your sin. It's going to be your works, in other words, what you do for Him and your motives behind what you do. You'll be judged for that, and it's it's the bema seat judgment. It's a it's a judgment that that rewards will be given out to every one of us, and they'll last for all eternity. Eternity is a long time. This time here is short, and the enemy's crafty. He's a deceiver. He's a destroyer. Don't let him do that. Give him your sin, turn away from it, day by day, confess it to him, and seek first the kingdom. And he, the Lord, will make all things, everything, new. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 1045 a.m., and 1230 p.m., Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless
0: you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettit, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach, at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.